And we're back, ladies we and gentlemen. Back. We took a week off. Uh, Jeff was down in Philly. I was down in Maryland. So oh, you did? Okay. I did, yes. Very so cool. it all worked. It was Mother's Day. Ah, uh, yes. Yep. So I went to Philly to catch the end of Craft Brewers Conference. Um, practically missed the whole thing. You know, it's a week-long, you know, industry trade mm-hmm. show. So it's not like the Homebrewers Conference or the GABF where mm-hmm. it's focused around a weekend. So I got there just in time for media credential check-in to, like, end, like... I was on the I was already on the no show list when I got there, <laughs> so I got my media credentials. Um, I, I got to you know walk around a little bit, you know, talk to a few people, but I, I got the credentials to download the sessions. So I'm going to use the inf- interesting information to the. It, it, there's a ton of industry type topics here. Let me read you some of the topics here right. that are just not something that you know. Um, brewery water treatment. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, there, no, there's like um, ensuring safety of non-employees in the brewery. Uh, exporting your beer to Korea. Um, going hopless, brewing gruit ales. You know, so they have technical brewing ones, things like that. So those will be kind of interesting. The, I'm not allowed to post these for, you know, redistribution. Right. So I'm going to have to figure out. I'm going to have to look at the use rules, whether I can kind of do. Um, I'm sure you can do a summary. And, well, or, or, yeah. But can I do, like, annotated, like, here's a very interesting clip. You know, if, I, if I'm commentating on it, you know, that kind of thing. I need to see if I can do that. Um, but there's a, a, where is it? There's one in here that's, like, uh, the safety of your malt milling room so you don't get, like, grain explosions and things like grain dust explosions Mm -hmm. and things like that you know so a lot of really not interesting very technical to the beer drinker um you know sessions but there's some other good ones i've downloaded the ones that sounded interesting kind of give them a listen um (laughs) there was one here i can't wait to hear how this one goes but it's like how to deal with criticism and complaints or something like that (laughs) anything about like the the real business side where where that's going and projections yeah, yeah. I mean, the the keynote's not up here. Uh, the state of the industry, state of the industry, which Paul Gatz gave, is up here. Mm-hmm. So I haven't listened to that yet. But that that's kind of what you're talking about. Yeah. The, the BA state of the industry. So I got that, and yeah, there's probably sixty, sixty five different presentations here to look through. They have the they have the the slides if you know if they had slide decks prepared and stuff like that so uh, yeah I'll work my way through it and try to share the interesting stuff with people and then um, the rest of Philly got to hang out with Greg McGill and uh, John Rubio from the Beerists mm-hmm. and uh, I mean that was that was kind of what Heather wanted to get away we saw this opportunity and you know since both greg and john were going to be there it just kind of sealed the deal because we were going to go somewhere and do something that weekend because ellie was off school on friday anyway so we decided to do philly and i got enough you know hall pass time are you working much on fridays oh that was a vacation day (laughs) just curious what do you mean because this friday you had you tweeted you were like at a bar that was lunch (laughs) yeah okay I right. do that once a month or so. All right. I, I went back and worked. That's, I mean, I find that... 
uh, rare to that people do that. You need to find a better company. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. We... I don't think my company would would necessarily mind, right. uh, but I just I've done it before in the sense that you know we've had like alcohol and go back to work, and mm-hmm. I don't get nearly as much done. Oh no! I mean, yeah. you can't have too many. I yeah. have two beers. No, right, like so. even a one beer. Oh it, really? It, I'm I'm fine like for doing this show and stuff, but for doing analytical working with code mm-hmm. stuff it's right. really not helpful well i'm not coding all day it's every true day, right i can right. my friday afternoons are not going to be the most um demanding work mm-hmm. anyway it's going to be cleaning up or getting ready for next week type stuff you know i have a rule don't make any changes on friday so the work i'm i'm doing mostly housekeeping work on fridays anyway cool Anyway, you were saying? Anyway, um, I had a really good time hanging out with Greg. We um, drank. I didn't drink too much, actually. I drank a lot Friday night. Had a you know hangover, like middle of the night Friday night when I'm sleeping. And I got you know, both kids in the hotel rooms. So I can't rubbage for the aspirin, so I'm just like cranking my head down mm-hmm. like, uh. And then Saturday night, we closed out Monk's Cafe. And I woke up Sunday fine. Like, I didn't drink too much. I don't think I was drunk at any point that night. I may have been legal to drive the entire night. You know, it was just like a great time. And we were drinking like $40 a bottle of beer for monks. You know? <laughs> so we were drinking whales. We were slaying whales, yo. Nice. <laughs> so it was fun. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, yeah, I went down to Maryland because uh, my parents were like, you got to come down at some point. And um, so I rented a car. said I didn't want to put you know, too much miles in my car now. Mm-hmm. And uh, drove down. Was there? I, I made sure that when I was down there, that I said, "Look, we're going to be here for you know, going to be here for Saturday." So I only want to do something this day. I don't want to stay around the house and just do nothing. So mm-hmm. we found um, like an art show out in Frederick and went to that, and that was pretty cool. That's cool. It was uh, it was like there was a little, there was a little we didn't expect it, but there was a a little bazaar outside, and so we walked around in that for a little bit, and then we went to the art show, and it was neat. Cool. Yeah, and then we went out to a. I wanted to go to a, like I didn't want to do sushi or something. I wanted to do something mm-hmm. different, so we went to a, uh, like a middle, like a Greek sort of, uh, fish restaurant. So it was like, okay, Mediterranean, but mostly about fish, and had some interesting stuff there. I had a ceviche. It was pretty good, and uh, yeah, good stuff. Very cool. And so didn't do much. <laughs> exciting besides that on the weekend but didn't get to see all those cool people but you know yeah i uh yeah john is really plugged into you know like the beer scene like you know he knows there's a lot of awesome people we ran into and whatnot so i got to meet the guys from blue owl that make all those great sour beers oh yeah so i think we might have some blue owl coming (laughs) so but you know that guy was was super cool uh jeff from blue owl and um Ran Independence Brewing. They won a weird uh, a medal in the World Beer Cup. So these guys were like, you know, first time medal type celebrating, yeah. right? So most of them were pretty good, but the one guy was blitzed, right? And hilarious, but borderlining on assholey. Yeah, know? yeah. Well, I mean, everybody gets drunk yeah. differently, yeah. but there are definitely like types you can fit people into. But, some just know, go quiet, some get really belligerent. It's like, oh, yeah, your first medal, I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> but I mean, good for them. I mean, they're having a great time. And like I said, he was mostly funny, but you could see like he, one more drink and he mm-hmm. would turn the, turn mm-hmm. the corner to Assholeville. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, it was cool. It was funny. Um, we were headed on in and I sent a text to Greg saying, you know, where are you at? You know, just to see if, and he's like, well, we're going to Tired Hands in Ardmore. So we went there and I didn't know there was two Tired Hands. We went to like the original pub, which didn't open until like four o'clock. And I got oh, crap. And he's like not responding to his messages. Uh, so we went to Iron Hill for lunch. There's an Iron Hill right there. Iron Hill is making fantastic beers, by the way. I mean, nothing too crazy, but solid mm-hmm. beers. Really good stuff at that Iron Hill. And I'm sitting there, and who walks in? My friend from New Zealand, you know? <laughs> I mean, I knew he was going to be yeah. in the town, right? But I didn't, he never said he was coming to Iron Hill. So, you know, it was cool. And uh, hang out there for a bit. And the kids didn't have the tired hands stop in them. So I had to uh, part ways. Tired Hands is like Rockstar Brewery. You know, it's supposed to be like, thing is, like, Greg wasn't, like, overly impressed. Like, all their beers are murky as hell. (laughs) And um, he wasn't overly impressed. I had a couple Tired Hands uh, the next day, and uh, I wasn't. The one that probably impressed me on the way back through Harrisburg, we stopped at Pizza Boy Brewing. Yeah, I saw that tweet. (laughs) That's good they had a ton of beers on uh at pizza boy at the brewery at the owls of hampton i think it's called owls of hampton it's kind of a pizza shop takeout but like 115 120 beers on tap they don't have they just have the tv screens like like six tv screens with all the beers on it <laughs> like and it updates so frequently yeah. they don't print menus or anything so basically i went up and just took a picture mm. of all six screens and i'm just using that as my menu uh but yeah, i tried a bunch of the pizza boys so i've heard good things about pizza boy too and that did live up to the hype or it probably even exceeded the hype for me wow. where tired hands how can you was... bring any back uh, you know what i didn't think of it they had crawlers and everything i i don't know why i didn't i should have I'll go back and get some. How about that? There you go. But uh, why didn't I get some? That's I don't know. It's just one of those things. The end of the trip, it's like let's go home. Did wasn't in the right mindset to think. Is it only growlers? Uh, yeah, they don't bottle. Well, they they bottled some big seven fifties of of stuff. But you know they have the growlers, right? Those thirty two ounce cans, which would be pretty good for you know Mm -hmm. bringing back a bunch for the show. So yeah, next time I guess I'll have to <laughs> to do that. It's worth making the trip though to uh, to Al's Pizza Boy. I couldn't believe. Did you see my tweet where I showed on the untapped all the pins of all the breweries around Harrisburg? Yeah, I, I think like, it is yeah. crazy. That's like as much as Pittsburgh, and but Harrisburg's not as. You got to think there are five thousand breweries in the country. They got to yeah. fit somewhere. They're not all. In, they're not all in like one city or two. No. They're, no. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying is, you know, just the population is so much lower. Maybe the metro area of Harrisburg is, maybe it's more spread out. But I was just surprised because, I mean, the last time I was in Harrisburg looking for breweries, there was like two options, right? Mm-hmm. There was Trogues and Appalachian, you know, and there was one down in Harris in Gettysburg and like, that's it. And now every, every little town has a brewery now. I know. I know. I just, but this is, this is a little town that has 20 breweries, you know? <laughs> 
don't know if Harrisburg is that little. Yeah, it's probably not as little as I think. And the metro area, because mm-hmm. like it's connected with Hershey, and yeah. it's pretty dense the whole way through. I mean, it's the seat of the government of Pennsylvania, so there's got to be a lot of most. Yeah, most states have their their capitals are pretty small cities compared to the. Well, the I mean, right? Austin is not Dallas, but it's still yeah. Austin. Mm-hmm. You know, the, Annapolis isn't Baltimore, but yeah. it still has uh, stuff going on yeah. because of because of the politics generally. Right. Yeah. So anyway, Pizza Boy. Two thumbs up. Cool. And cool. I heard that they're coming to Pittsburgh. Uh, I'm not sure exactly when, but they're going to get distribution here. So Awesome. Well, that, that that I'm looking forward to. What about this beaver brewing thing? Beaver brewing. <laughs> yeah, probably, I, I probably got carried away this morning with that. <laughs> circus peanuts. They made circus a circus peanuts. peanut beer. Yeah. So I did say, you know, to be honest, I haven't had their beer in probably two, three years. So I've been, you know, waiting for. I got, like I said, I've been. I think I've been waiting for public opinion to entice me back, and it, it is not there. Well, I'm pretty sure the reason why Nate sent that is because you've mentioned circus peanuts as a yeah. flavor you get yeah. from like Heffa's, uh, and so this is a circus peanut beer, murky as hell. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but did you see the other tweets from this morning? Uh, yeah, it's, I saw the responses. Yeah. So, so Tiff's allowed to use mouth rape, but I'm not. I'm a little upset about that, but. <laughs> what do you mean tiff is allowed you're allowed you to told say me it. i wasn't allowed to use mouth rape yeah because you're on the you're on the radio <laughs> sort of <laughs> yeah no but uh i don't regulate tiff <laughs> <laughs> you didn't answer flying dog does that mean that uh you didn't have a good answer so well, I, I did answer someone else, right? Like, I'm like, how was it? And I'm like, I would have said in the tweet if it was more than that. <laughs> <laughs> because it wasn't very minty. This is the mint julep mm-hmm. I had from Flying Dog. And like, like it's probably not great, but I, I can't pass up. And it kicked while I was there. You know, it was probably a you know, six stole. Um, so I'm glad to have tried it. I'm not going to pick it up yet. So it was kind of a... It was kind of something a little bit loggery. I think they were trying to carry through, like, um, you know, some of the spirits type flavor. Because I mentioned it's bourbon, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think they were trying to carry through some of the bourbon-y I oakiness. I don't know. I don't well, know, actually. If only we had a tool to look it up. Mm. I mean, so the mint wasn't sealing the deal by itself. So then I was trying to think about what the mint julep has in it right and whether they were trying to accentuate yeah, some of those whiskey, yes yeah so i mean i could see that they they didn't go with they went with a, a grain bill that was kind of um let's see like there's probably some pilsner malt in there there was um i think it's probably like an ale with pilsner malt you know so it was a little bit crackery or something like that mm. a little bit grainy gritty uh the mint, it kind of reminded me of like, like I had mint growing in the back there, back by the hops. And it seemed like it was like bastardized mint, right? It wasn't, didn't have the potency that the stuff you buy in the store has, right? So it was a bit wild or something. It was, you know, not, it wasn't thoroughbred mint. And the flavor that came to in the beer was kind of like that, where it was more grassy than minty, you know, things like that. 
and the mintiness really wasn't anywhere to to really be appreciated so yeah mint julep you know they make it for the derby speaking of your uh your hops yeah i screwed up i didn't string them in time so did you get an answer to your question no i didn't get any kind of answer so they're still growing in big jumble back there (laughs) uh it's i i imagine if i cut them back now and let them start reshooting it's probably not gonna be worth harvesting anyway Mm -hmm. You know, I'll probably get some cones, but it's not going to be worth harvesting. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm either going to let it just grow in a big tangled mess back there, or I'm just going to weed whack it down. And <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do. It's all going to be, uh, I mean, the th- thing about the tangled mess is you're not going to get nearly as much of a load of hops, right? Because it's, no, it's, it's not as exposed. S- and, and harvesting will suck. It, yeah. It's not going to be worth it, right? It's going to be cut the stuff and throw it in the art waste bin. That's what we're going to do this year. So, so, sorry, our annual tradition. Mm. Oh, well. I, I, I'm like, oh, I went back, I'm like, I'm going to have to string them this weekend. I went back, I'm like, oh, they're already all tangled around each other. I would, if I tried to untangle it, I would break so many shoots that it would just be a mess, so. Oh, well. It was nice to have those fresh hots, but hey, you can get them anywhere now. Yeah. Uh, Cool. Uh, So, you have a choice of topics. Okay. I can either talk to you about magnets, continue the conversation, or I can talk to you about I. I or magnets. I think you. I think the I, I one is more is a little. All right, let's do I. All right, so so I is the the character for what? That's the square root of two, right? Square root of neg- negative neg- one. Neg- square root of negative one. That's right. Okay. All right. So I is the square root of negative one. Let's write that down. So we don't forget right. it. So the last time we had that, we were talking about how it was this virtual number that was like if you had a number line, you had this circle thing, and it was on the circle. All right. So the important thing to to understand, I think, is so I was I was responding to a question that somebody had had put in in the ask science is question about i that i had an answer to so i don't know if it was a great question but um let's see what the question the question was is is square root of negative one the only imaginary number uh and it, it got me to sort of thinking about how to talk about this and really it's not so much that i is a number i is a unit uh, right. so like you can think of the number line as having unit one Mm-hmm. Right, each of these, like so, three on the number line is three. Let's say it's u, right? Mm-hmm. So three u, and everything on on i is like three i, three times i. So it's just these are the mm-hmm. units. Sure. Now that brought me to the interesting realization because someone asked a question later. It said, "How come when you multiply three times one, it's three, but when you multiply three i times one, it's three i." If it whereas if you multiply three times i, it's three i. So you gra- you it takes the unit here, it doesn't take the unit here. Well, because that, you're you're multiplying three by one i, right? So it's, here, the same, so it's the same equation, right? That's right. You just didn't write the one in the notation, but it's there. It's implied. Mm-hmm. So it's the same equation, right? But it doesn't add any. You don't add any real component to 3i when you multiply it by 1, right? If you add it, mm-hmm. you're adding imaginary component to 3 if you multiply it by i. 
but you're not adding a real component to 3i if you're multiplied by 1. So if you're up here and you multiply by 1, you just get the same number. Yes. If you're here and you multiply by, by, multiply by i, you move to here. Yeah. So the question is why? Why is this number line different than this? But the question was, why does the multiplication behave differently, right? Right. Well, it doesn't. Well, it does. I don't, I don't no, I don't see how okay. it's different. All right, why? I, I just think it's because you didn't draw the one in the notation of the bottom equation, because right. it's assumed it's the same equation, right? You just, you have, here, look, mm-hmm. all right? So, yeah. I mean, this is exactly the stuff that Allie's been doing in math class, right? That she didn't, she's been writing different forms of the same equation, right? So, you, you have 3i equals 3 times i. And I'll put a one in parentheses because it's presumed, right? Sure. Three i equals one times three i, right? And that's all the forms of that equation, right? But it's it's the same equation. You're just forming it differently. If there were, you know, you could imagine if you had a certain unknown, you know, then you put a variable in there. Okay. Well, here's out, but... well, what if you instead considered this to have a unit u right one is the unit u okay so you well, said it's okay but uh, okay let me let me continue. All right, all right. no no you're not gonna allow to continue because <laughs> i'm out of beer right. so three times u is equal to three u okay all right? sure all right three times i is equal to three i okay yeah all right 3u times u is equal to 3u. 3i times u is equal to 3i. No, so 3u times u is not always equal to... If u is 2, right... Then you have right. If your unit is two times two, but your unit is you're just talking about a unit. Just whatever, whatever you could be any number doesn't matter. Right. So two. But actually, well, it doesn't really. It isn't really any number. Is a unit. It's specifically a unit because, um, well, this will work the same way. But still, consider. Anyway, the point is. I, I got just got myself into. Oh, into, so three units times one unit is just three units. Sure. Okay. Draw the ones in there. Let's stop pretending the ones aren't there. Let's put the ones in. So three u times one u, three i times one i. They're only not there because smart mathematicians don't need them. Right. But why is three i times one u equal to three i? When. 3 times 1i is equal to 3i. 3i times... Whoa. But what's your... U in this case? So, okay, so your U is... How come this is not 3i U? Give me paper. (laughs) Let me use this paper. All right. All right, so... Your example was 
3i times 1, right? Mm -hmm. Equals 3i. Yes. Okay. So then you start throwing u's in there. 3i. Actually, for completeness, I want to do 3 times 1i, just to have that equation in there. Mm -hmm. It goes 3i. So now we have the two forms of that equation. Now we have 3i times 1. Okay, so your u, the unit. All right, I mean, so we're like talking like inch, right? Or something. Mm -hmm. So let's put inch in parentheses there. Equals 3i of inches. Right? No. No. It doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean that. Then it's 3i of what? Imaginary. It's 3i of a set of a different unit. But when you're applying this to figure out something with physics or math, you're applying it to a defined unit of something. Yes. Right? Yes. That that's yes, you are. And um, so is there net do you never use Okay, do you never use I in distance measurements of of the circumference of a circle or something like that? No, it's more like 3i times the square root of negative inches. Right? That 3 3 3 of square root of negative inches. Yeah. As opposed to 3i of inches. I guess you could say 3i of inches, but this was already 3i of inches. Um, no, this is 3i, which no, is... It's already 3i of inches. Well, we haven't defined it until we put this part in no, the ha, the, No, you have. No, because this 3i by itself could be 3i of yet to be determined. But what is i? It's a ratio thingamajig. No, i um, is... Here's the, here's the point. i is defined in terms of u. i is equal to the square root of negative u. Yeah, okay, yeah. So i is defined in terms of what u is. If you did the same thing with u, if it was the square root of negative i, then this would happen in reverse. Right, then three times uh, i would still be three i, but um, three u times i would just be 3u. I feel like you just wanted to like say that and then you just wanted to say I was wrong because it didn't match with me. No, what you what, what I say. what I wanted what I want to point out is that the reason why it is the case someone asked the question there's because they said there's no analogous unit for real numbers you can multiply it by 4 4i by 1 and you would end up with 4i. So yeah. he was saying that that my when I was saying that uh, it's better to think of i and unit i as a unit rather than a number that I was wrong because there's no unit for real it's not the same and I was okay. saying it's, okay so why don't I see a problem with why why does that sound not weird to me then okay so you're making it sound like that should sound weird right it doesn't sound weird so why aren't I appreciating that it doesn't sound weird. Um, that's an interesting question. 
the the interesting it makes sense. Well, what happens with i is is very different than what happens with the real number line. And you can show this by seeing what happens when you multiply something by i and you continue to multiply something by i. So let's say you multiply 3, you have 3. Let's say you have 3 uh it's on on regular number line 3u, right? And you multiply it by i. And so you get 3i. You multiply 3i times i again and you get negative 3. Right, so you've gone down and all the way back. Sure, you've now you now reversed your number. Right, you've essentially by multiplying by i twice, mm-hmm. you flip your number around. Multiply it by i again, and you get negative three i. And you multiply negative three i by i one more time, and you're back to three. Sure. Right, so mm-hmm. you round around around you go multiplying by i. Now, if you multiply by u, it just sticks where it is. It just stays by three i times u. Just stays where it is. With like negative three well, times sure. u, it stays sure. where okay. it is. Okay, but what if you do? So what about whenever you multiply by i, it mo- it changes by ninety degrees on this thing. Whenever you multiply by u, it stays exactly where it is. So the point is that U is identity, right? It's the multiplicative identity. Okay, so, all right. So then this notation, writing it, saying 3i times 1 is a bad form of this equation, because you should always try to put i on its own side of the operator. Because what you're saying is how it moves it around this virtual circle, mm-hmm. right? So putting 3i times 1 is not the optimal version of that equation, right? It's 3 times 1 times i or something like that, right? Because here's the stuff you're trying to operate on, and then i is the guy that moves you around this quadrant type thing, right? Because having a, or a scalar of i... Well, no, because 3i times 2 is 6i. 3i times 2. Right, but... And you just, you're just moving... You're, you're not... So you're just staying where you are right, on but, the number line, but and when you're you, just moving okay, up. Okay, right, but... The actual numbers are defining that amplitude. The 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 uh, yeah the I, the numbers define where you are on this plane. Sure. And then this right. And then the right. So yes, I think it's misleading when you see an equation that says three i times seven or something like that right i think it would be much more clear if i is always over here by himself right right to the left the equal sign right and then you take your numbers over here three times seven times i because then you realize that i is doing your imaginary square root of negative one operation against whatever number you end up with right so three thousand six hundred ninety four times four million times i Right, you always stick the eye at the end there. Well, 
I mean, when you're doing three i times seven, you're you're multiplying explicably. You're telling yourself, "I'm multiplying this number, which is three i times seven," and so that's going to give me twenty one i. I I see what you're saying. You can pull the the i out, but if you have a complex number, three i plus two times seven, then okay, you run into a different situation. All right, three i plus two. That's here. Oh, okay. So, all right. We didn't even... Okay. So a complex number, any imaginary number is a complex number, but technically any real number is a complex number. Right. But any number that has both an, uh, some I and some, some component imaginary, some component real, is somewhere in this complex space. Okay, so 3i plus 2... Time seven. So that's if you're if it's this dot here, then it's just seven times out this way. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I hadn't appreciated that part of it. Uh, I still don't appreciate this argument about why you know three i times one seems spooky. It doesn't seem spooky. Well, it's it's about the identity. So like the, there's something called the additive identity. If you add some number plus zero, it's always going to equal that number. The additive identity is zero. The, uh, the multiplicative identity is what you multiply it by to get the same mm-hmm. number. So five times one is equal to five. Mm-hmm. Right. So the identity works by getting you the same number and that and the identity that same identity works for any number i right 7i yes times 1 equals 7i but if you get any real number 4 and multiply it by this other unit you don't get identity 4 times i is equal to 4i, not 4. Well, that's because i is not 1. But 4i times i is not equal to 4i. It's equal to negative 4. Right, because it's not 1. Right. Okay. And why is this spooky? Uh, he was he was saying that uh, there's no analogous unit for the real numbers because... Uh, for imaginary numbers, square root of 1 is a defining element, but real numbers have no equivalence except the absence of square root negative 1. So does the difference between real and imaginary numbers hinge solely on the presence or absence of square root negative 1? That's the question. Okay. Uh... What's the difference between 4 and 4i? Difference in four and four one has the square root of negative one in it. Right. Yes. And that's what he was asking. Is the difference solely between real and imaginary hinged solely on the presence or absence of square root of negative one? The answer is yes. But the reason it's it hinges solely on, on that is because I is defined as in terms of this unit. Yeah, okay. So wherever i is, it's always in terms of 1, which is why which is why i is so useful. 
it's always it's always going to be this particular complex space is always going to be I. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. I, I don't. <laughs> yes, you're right. I okay. Okay. Uh, I, That's I, exactly what I would have thought. <laughs> I, I thought that was more interesting than uh, than you did, apparently. I was waiting for the thing that like was unintuitive, but it, there's nothing that was unintuitive there. Okay, well, good. So you understand how this how this moves around in a circle. Yeah, right? I mean, now that you refresh my memory, I don't deal with I ever yeah. except for here. So. I tried to look into into things that that dealt with I that you do on a regular basis, and really there isn't any. Uh, <laughs> yeah. If you're gonna do, I mean, if you're talking about electricity, then you're gonna use I because you're dealing with a transverse wave. You're dealing with something that, for mm-hmm. every part, it's going in one direction. It also has a a transverse element going in. Uh, a parallel or not parallel direction. There's easier equations and yeah. Ohm's law and things like that. So, um, well, if you, I mean, to really understand like alternating current, I'm pretty, pretty sure well, you have to. Well, I'm not an electrical yeah. engineer. So. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's, and when you're dealing with uh, probabilities extended into quantum mechanics, you're definitely dealing with I. Uh, but uh, there's nothing that you'd run into in the average day where you're going to be using I. There really isn't. It's just, right. it, it's higher level math. Right. Okay. Cool. Cool. I mean, like I said, it everything there makes sense. Cool. Well, good. I Maybe I'm a little fuzzy around the... Well, no, you didn't have the question this guy had. I, I thought you might. You didn't. No. No, I think maybe... Uh, so if the questions I probably have is trying to take this vision I have of I and how it's relative to the number line and then appreciating appreciate seeing it applied in something that I experience right but there's nothing I experience right I mean I mean it's it's the basis behind everything that you experience but not at the level that I experience right. it. Right. right. So, I mean, that's where I would be fuzzy. Like, if there was, and I get how it works on waves, but I don't experience AC waves, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you never deal with them. Right? I yeah. mean, even if I was wiring up a light bulb. Right. No, the, 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 the question is, is do you want to understand it or do you not care? Hey, no. <laughs> no, it, it's okay to not care. It, it's like, do I care? There's plenty of things I don't care about. I, there are lots of religions in the world that I don't care about and I'm not interested in understanding, <laughs> right? There's a, lot of, uh, uh, there's a lot of sports in the world that I just don't care about. There's, um, you know, politics I don't care about. There are probably interesting things that I don't care about. So it, this could be just something you don't care about. I mean... It's not that I don't care. It's if I'm not applying it, then I'm going to forget it, right? So I could read up on electricity. I've read up on electricity a bunch of times, but I don't use it enough to keep it all front of mind. Oh, it it takes work. It's true. You got to keep refreshing yourself. But um, I could answer the magnet question then. Okay. How do they fucking work? What? Well, <laughs> uh, 
Do you want to wait until after the show? Yeah, let me queue up the yeah. uh, Insane Clown Posse. Yeah. <laughs> all right. We'll do the after show. We'll talk all about magnets. Fucking magnets. Thanks for listening.